0: So, today I want to close our conversation uh, on this topic by talking about um, self-sabotage. Now, self-sabotage is a deliberate subversion. A deliberate sabotage is a deliberate subversion from the goal. Deliberate subversion from the goal. Self-sabotage is a subversion from the goal we may not call it deliberate because we would say stuff like well I'm not going to work against myself but the truth of the matter is we often work against ourselves in how we operate okay so today I'm only going to give you four nuggets today that'll help you in that area but there are many more so here's what this right here this whole conversation that we've had around this three week series is a conversation that I believe the Holy Spirit wanted us to start together. So when you when we exit this series and you live life, you can be more aware of you being in your own way. OK, um, uh, self-sabotage oftentimes starts with negative thinking. It starts with thinking stuff that's not true. Believe in the stories that you tell yourself. Believe in the stories that you tell yourself. Conversations you have with yourself that don't exist. But you operate in life as if they do. They don't like me. You have told yourself that. And, you know, I I will start with who, who told you that they don't like you? How do you know this? Well, I mean, I could just tell how they spoke to me. Maybe they had a big argument in their house before they got to you. Maybe they had a death in the family. Maybe they went to the doctor and got some news. Maybe they had a bad day at work. Could it be that some other things were on their mind and that you are not as important in their view as you think you are, such that they would shift their life and attitude because they saw you? Could it be that they just had a rough moment and you rolled up on that rough moment and you're so super sensitive That the way they said hey to you has now caused you to translate that into they don't like me. That is self-sabotage. Because you're creating stories that do not exist. Here's another thing we do. We create stories based on past experience. That just because it happened that way one time, it's going to happen that way every time. So because I had this experience, I don't do this. And so we hinder the flow. We hinder the flow of God. We hinder our personal flow. We, we hinder uh, being open and being free because of an experience. Okay? Can I give you another one? Because of the experience you had in your past, you attach yourself to stuff in your present to help you placate your conscience because of what has happened in the past and the two just because the situations look similar does not mean you have to operate in a certain way you get what I'm saying um you know stuff like well you know my mama did this to me and I said I would never do this to my kids I ain't gonna do this to my kids my mama was controlling I'm not gonna control my kids but maybe your kids need to be controlled You know what I'm saying? And so because you were so against it back then, you have declared that the way your mama guided you, which you rejected, is an invalid way of uh, rearing or guiding your kids. So now you say, I'm not going to do that, but they could use it. Self-sabotage is when I take something that happened to me 40 years ago and make a decision about it today. y'all should see how y'all looking at me because we do it all the time we do it all the time and so we have to be careful so then how do we handle that we say lord help me today I know what happened then and I got some fears or I got some stuff or some junk or uh, I'm attaching myself to some to what I think is a better outcome but the, the situation is different because it might have been you and your mama then but now it's you and your children now that doesn't mean that's the same y'all with me and so we can't start painting pictures of our present or our future based on what has happened in the past the past can inform us but it should not drive us particularly when we have the holy spirit to guide us y'all with me it's not raining today did y'all know it wasn't raining Okay, because y'all y'all vibing like it's raining outside. It's not raining, not yet anyway. It's been raining so much. I didn't even get my boat out the garage today. I could drive my car. So I want to give you a few things today that's going to help us um, as it relates to how we sabotage our own lives. I do believe that the enemy, I do believe that the enemy has a hand in some stuff, but a lot of what the enemy rides on are doors that we leave open. Y'all hear me? Okay, yeah. He, He just doesn't have, he doesn't create challenges. He just magnifies the stuff that we expose. Okay? That's why some stuff you probably should just keep to yourself. Some stuff might need to be in your journal. Some stuff that you just don't need to tell. All your girlfriends, the kind of man you want or the kind of woman you want, brothers, because the enemy will uh, see that. Know that this ain't the season you did. He don't need that This He don't need that right now. This ain't going to be nothing but a distraction. Oh, believe I will. He said he wanted her to look like. And all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? It, it's kind of like it's, it's really like. <laughs> oh, I'm about to do some theory stuff. Be, be, be afraid right here. It's like, have you ever had a conversation in front of your phone? and then you see the advertisement of that? Y'all ever seen that? Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't me. It's one thing for me to go to a website, and then I start seeing those advertisements. Okay, I get that. But I have had conversations, particularly about shrimp and salmon, (laughs) with my sisters, and then go to Pinterest, and the first thing to pop up is shrimp and salmon. I believe the enemy works that way. I believe that's probably the the enemy's whole system right there anyway. Now he just got He can just manifest it on social media because you are in social media. That's where you live. You don't live in the real world. You live in social media. So he gets to you faster that way. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyway, um, so I believe that he hears stuff and then he starts putting it in front of us and our resistance gets a little weak. So we have to be careful with everything we say and everywhere we click. We have to be careful with that because it opens doors. It opens doors that we have launched. Okay? Here, here's the thing. We say stuff like, uh, well, you ought not be thinking about that. Here's the bottom line here. The bottom line is we're human. We think stuff that we shouldn't. But what we're supposed to be doing when those thoughts come is that we make them submit to God. You see what I'm saying? Some stuff that you need to say to yourself, hey, you don't don't think that because, you know, if you think that stop. Stop thinking about cheesecake. When you're trying to get your sugar down. You know, what I'm saying don't don't take advancement or I went to the doctor the other day and I just knew it was going to be a bad report because I just just had had an emotional eating spree and it was just it's just been one of them things and I knew he was going to be like oh you you've gained some weight since I've seen you and so uh because he said hey how's it going and as soon as he said that I just started confessing well doc it's just not being good he was kind of looking at me like I'm your doctor not your therapist so he said uh you you've lost three pounds since the last time I saw you I was like really I said, it uh, must be the medicine because I have totally eaten opposite of that report. So that medicine must work. He said, yeah, they say it works. I said, I'm a, I'm a witness. It has to. But with that information, I had some cookies with that information. It's like that information opened the door. Now, you can judge me all you want. I ain't stunned you. I'm dealing with my own stuff. You need to deal with yours. But it opened the door to, hey, you thought you did bad. So since you didn't do that bad, ain't none of that had to do with the devil. It had everything to do with me and deciding, hey, stay on the track so that three can become six. Or you can go the opposite way and just be happy it wasn't 12. Since you lost three, you can go on and gain them three back and we'd be safe. Okay, I'm the only one to deal with that because y'all super spiritual. Y'all got it. Y'all, y'all cast calories out your food. I'm sorry. It just, just doesn't work for me. So let me give you three, four things real quick that we probably should focus on that's going to help. This is just a launching pad, and here's what I know is going to happen. If you take these things in, think about them, meditate on them, the Holy Spirit is going to help us in other areas where we have been self-sabotaging. Okay, here's number one. We have to be careful of pride. Look at the, look at the Word. I'm just going to give you all scriptures today. I'm not preaching or anything. I'm just going to give y'all scriptures. I'm just going to talk about the scripture. We're going to move on because I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you some time back today. All right. Number one, you got to be careful. If you're going to uh, beware of self-sabotage, you're going to have to beware of pride. Okay. Proverbs 11:2 says this. When pride comes, then shame. But with the humble, there's wisdom. All right. Remember I talked about you got to get wisdom. Pride, when you kill pride, wisdom starts showing up in your life. Okay, here's another one I like. It says pride goes before destruction. And it says a haughty spirit before a fall. Okay, if you want to get out of your own way, stop stop self-sabotage, stop being prideful. Okay, being proud of something and being prideful, two totally different things. Okay, your pride will keep you from talking to people who you have felt wronged you. They shouldn't have said that to me. I'm done with them. That's pride. How much foolishness have you done? See, I, I really feel like people who struggle with some of this stuff are, are people who are not self-aware. People who uh, judge others, not self-aware. Self-awareness will help you be a better leader, be a better person, be a better spouse, parent. You got to be self-aware so that you don't step over into pride because pride says I'm something that you're not. Pride says I'm not going to bend, I'm not going to move. I'm right, you're wrong. That's pride. Pride. Pride comes before a fall. Just want that to sink, sink in. Then I'm going to move on. In five, four, three, two, one. Cool. Let's go to number two humility. Humility, listen to me, is a commodity that you can never leave on the auction block. You got to buy it every time. By humility, every time. By humility, every time. I just want to keep saying that. By humility, every time. You, listen, don't be the one-up person. I lost three pounds. Oh, yeah, I lost five. We're not talking about you. We're not talking about you. Humility. I'm great and wonderful in this. That's okay. Let somebody else have. As a matter of fact, there is a text that I looked at that I just, I didn't even put it on here because I just don't have time to unpack it today. But there's a text that says, let somebody else praise you. It's a proverb that says, let somebody else praise you. You be humble, okay? Proverbs 18, 12, pride first, then the crash, but humility... Uh, is the precursor to honor. If you want to have honor, if you want to be honored, humility is a prerequisite to honor. If you want to stop stepping on your own blessings, be humble. Possess it. Your, listen, your moment will come. Y'all ready? You can't seize every moment just because you see a moment. Well, that's my time. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, My gift to make room for me. Yeah, but some spaces, it ain't time for that. God will work it for you at the right time. had a conversation recently that somebody said to me, people don't even know what's in you. They said to me, you are like good fried chicken that nobody knows about. What they said didn't matter much to me because honestly, I know that about me. But who said it makes all the difference. Because sometimes you just got to wait for your moment. And it's not always about wagging your own tail. I know it's a sorry dog that won't wag his own tail. I, I get that. But there are some times when you don't need to step up. Let them see it. Opposed to letting them hear it. Are you hearing me? If you're an amazing worker, be that. if you're phenomenal and you know this opportunity is for you, I should have this, let it come to you. Because humility is the precursor to honor. So you want to get out of your own way? Have humility. Man, there's so much I want to say, but I, I... You know, God, here's what the Bible says in James, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Okay, that's what the text says, that he gives more grace, okay, the text opens up in, uh, there's also First Peter text that talks about this, it says he gives more grace, but he gives grace. He gives he, oh there's one in that's the James. He gives more grace, therefore he says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So this pride and humility thing, we have to temper one, pride, and and really be uh probably we need to lavishly bathe in the other, humility. Okay. God opens doors for those who are humble to be able to say, oh, hey, we need somebody to do this so-and-so-and-so. You can say, oh, I can, I, I, I can do that. I think I can do that. You can do that? Well, yeah, I can do that. I've been trained to do so-and-so-and-so. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. See, th- the window opened. You just, you just said, I can do that. You didn't walk in the door and so say, let me tell you all what I can do. Here's where you need me. I just came. You know how people do People come into church and be like, you know, God sent me to help you. I am grateful that I have never had anybody say that to me here. I'm grateful that it has not happened, okay? I will say I'm grateful for them that that hasn't happened. Because I will say, he sent you here to help me? Oh, okay. That's probably I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Not that I don't need help, but if he sent you here, you're going to have the humility to say, use me wherever I need to be used. I'm here because we see that in small churches like I grew I grew up in in a large church but then coming up in ministry in smaller churches people say it all the time God sent me over here to help you because I see that you need so-and-so-and-so I, I'm just telling you I ain't that guy I am not that guy don't I'm not that guy don't don't say that to me just say use me I'm here whatever you need me to do so then when I say to you hey it's tight right now with hands. Can you go put them flags out? You don't start telling me. You know, I know Greek and Hebrew. You know, I was at so-and-so's church doing so-and-so-and-so. Yeah, but you said he sent you here to help me. I don't need help in Greek and Hebrew. So that's that's the thing. If, you, if you're going to be sent to help, then help. With no boundaries or no, uh, you know, I can only help in this area. Hey, our cleaning crew is out today. Do you mind cleaning that bathroom? Ooh. You know, these anointed hands don't do that. But he sent you to help. Oh, wait, did you send you to help? Because you thought that we didn't have. Uh, anyway, um, humility, pride, God resists one. And he gives more grace to the other for you to keep doing what it is you need to do. Are y'all with me? Okay, so if you're going to kill self-sabotage and be aware of that, you got to be aware of your pride. You got to always be humble or have humility. Here's another one that I really like. Talk less, listen more. Do you realize that a big mouth will shut the door to your life? Talk less, listen more. That's how you get wisdom when you listen. Okay? And I realize that some people, I realize some people think to talk, and then there's some people who talk to think. All right? And I'm not judging either one. But you do need to talk less Listen more, because that's going to help you stay out of your own way. Hush. I know they told you at your last job that you were so smart. That's why you got this job at this big company, because you're smart. Or that's why you're in the room wherever you're in the room, because they recognize that you were smart. But don't go in the room running your mouth. Hush. Let me give you some scripture so you won't be mad. Watch this. Here it is. 18. Proverbs 18, 13 in the Message Bible. I just want to read it. I'm not quoting it. I didn't make it up. Here it is. Answering before listening is, is both stupid and rude. That's what the Bible says. It lets us know that you have no knowledge and no training. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. I love the message Bible. For all y'all to say to me, you know, I don't understand the King James or the New King James. Pastor, get the message Bible. The message Bible will tell you in a way that you almost feel cussed out. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can the Bible say this? Stupid and rude. Listen more. Talk less. I'm helping you get out of your own way. Let me say this to you. Because you don't say anything or because you don't say a lot, that doesn't mean you're not smart. As a matter of fact, the smartest people say less because when they do say little, it changes the room. People ask me all the time, you got something to say about that? Mm -mm. You got something to say about that? Mm -mm. You got something to say about that? Well, I do think this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we never thought about that. Well, you need to say more. I don't have nothing else to say. Let's just chew on that. Let's make some changes based on that. Let's keep it moving. You don't have to be the loudest thing in the room to be the smartest thing in the room. But this gonna help you tomorrow. This gonna help you because you've been mad all week about something that went down Friday. Well, I can't wait till I get back in there. I'm going to set it off. Don't set it off. Shut it up. <laughs> Don't set it off. Shut it up. Old saints would say it like this. Stand still and let God fight your battle. That's what the old saints would say. Stand still let God fight your battle. And he'll open the, that one moment that you'll need to just say just enough to get your point across. Are so you all hearing what I'm saying? Okay, look at uh, James 1, 19 and 21. This is in the Message Bible. (laughs) I like this. Post this at all the intersections, dear friends. He says, lead with your ears. Follow up with your tongue. Lead with your ears. Follow up with your tongue. For all of my King James people, he says this. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. It says, and let your, angle, your anger straggle along in the rear. Get your emotions under control. Before you run your mouth and lead with your emotions, put all that on the back end and just listen. If James would have asked me, you know, you know the book of James, because James is so blunt, the book of James was one of the last books they allowed to be in the canon because James is very direct. He starts talking about your tongue, how your tongue is the rudder of the boat, ain't nothing but a flame in your mouth. You're a hot mess. And because he was so blunt, they was like, I don't know if we should put James in here. But we need James because with all this lovely, sweet, gracious speech, we need somebody to tell you Stop talking and listen. Shut up and listen. I submitted that to a client the other day, and they sent it back to me, and they was like, well, that language, shut up, is I don't know if we want to use that language. I was like, There's no problem. I just needed to get somebody's attention in the room. We don't have to use that language. I could always say, um, say less. But I'll say less with the look of shut up. That's what I call the cuss face. I give the cuss face at church. You can't cuss at church, but you can get a cuss face at church. <laughs> the singers tell me all the time, they be like, "You don't see your face down there, Pastor." <laughs> it's the cuss face. Like, wh- how long are we gonna sing this song? What? Well, come on, we've been singing this for years. Are we messing up that part. What are we doing? The cuss face. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh. Say say less, listen more. Or did I say listen more, speak less? What I say? Talk less, listen more. See, that was all nice. Trying to say that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I'm going to give you this last one and I'm finished. I'm going to leave a lot of time on the table. first one is beware of your pride. second one is make sure you operate in humility. Let it lead your life. Listen. Hmm. Don't have more humility at work and none at home. Holy Ghost just said that. Don't let everybody at work be like, oh my God, he's the greatest. She's just the best. And don't nobody like you at home? Who are you? The fish hide behind bubbles when you come in the house, they don't like you. you walk around you you you, you, you here words to live by having power is never having to say you have it. If you have to tell people you're in charge, you not I'm the head of this house, not if you have to declare it. And the truth of the matter is the reason you're so mad is that you realize you're not. Am I talking good today? <laughs> y'all like, all y'all right over there? Okay, so don't let it be that you hold back from living a prideful life at work or in the community or whatever it is that you do, but then you get home and everybody's your slave? What are we doing? What are we doing? If you're going to be a leader at home, then lead at home. Be the example. Leaders lead. Leaders don't talk, they lead. I'm gonna scream at you to wash the dishes just because I've led you and shown you this is how we do it. This is how we do it. You you understand what I'm saying? Leaders lead. So don't don't let it be that at home you're a tyrant. But the community loves you. And so then at your funeral, the community was like, oh my God, they just the greatest. It's just filled with grace and love. And the family be like, hey, did we come to the right? We get the funeral direct. Hey, can you open this casket? Who, who we talking about? <laughs> Mama down there hunching. Like, who, what? Where you? Where are we? Is this the right funeral? don't, don't let that be. Self sabotage. Because let me say this: the crib is what helps affirm you too. It's not just the community, the crib also helps affirm you. You know that, right? Do the kids want to hear you? Outside, they don't want to hear you in the house, so they don't come out the house to hear you? Because of the way you talk to them in the house? When the neighbors' kids come over, you nice and what form you know fuzzy. Yeah, you can have some some cookies, and then when the kids ask, "Get out of my kitchen! What are you doing in here? What are you I always want something? Wait a minute! Who who are you? Go be their mama. Self sabotage, and you wonder why we can't get this momentum and symmetry in the house. Y'all with me? Okay, here's the last one. I think I was just going through and I got hung up. Okay, pride, humility, talk less, listen more. Here's a big one. Self-sabotage. To get rid of it so you can stop sabotaging yourself. You got to forgive. Now watch this. Many of us hold grudges. Listen, and when you hold grudges, You set up a prison for yourself, not for the person who you say offended you or who you are mad at, okay? And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in the text that you set up yourself to fail when you do not forgive. I am not telling you that forgiveness is easy. I really believe that forgiveness is supernatural, that if you're going to forgive to where you're free, you're going to have to do that by the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because this, this, this forgiveness thing to me is a, it's always a hard task or a hard topic to deal with in church because there's so many people who walk around with unforgiveness, listen, and feel like and very well may be justified in holding grudges. You don't know what they did to me, Pastor. I don't know. And I'm not minimizing the pain and the hurt. But we got to get we got to forgive so you don't end up locked up into this. Let's forgive so we can be free from that and then let's deal with the hurt and the pain. Okay? When you do not forgive, you lock yourself in a room with that hurt and pain. At least be free to be healed from the hurt and pain. Okay, see, Jesus teaches us this when he's when he starts teaching us the model prayer, um, the whole our father who art in heaven, uh, hallowed be thy name. He is teaching us here that when we pray, we ask for forgiveness. Watch. But we should be asking for forgiveness to the same degree we have forgiven. We don't ever look at that. We don't look at that. Forgive us our trespasses as we. It's a simile. Forgive me to the degree that I have forgiven. Now, see, this is, this, listen, this right here is the, to me, out of all this list, it's probably the biggest one. Because if we were not forgiven, we end up in hell. When we sin and we're not forgiven, if we didn't have Jesus as our propitiation, our sacrifice, our scapegoat, we would end up in hell, right? But now let's, I mean, think about this. If I get forgiveness based on the measure that I give forgiveness, I mean, really think about that. That's crazy, right? Because how, how many people are you holding stuff against right now? If I look at the trail of people behind you that need to be forgiven, would it be a long line? Here's what I learned about forgiveness. I learned this personally. Forgiveness is a decision. This is not on your notes. It's not on the the board screen. So you need to write this down. Forgiveness is a decision, not an agreement. It's not an agreement. Because, see, we will forgive as long as the person owns. If you own it and they say, I agree, I did that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Okay, now we good. We hug and we cried it out. I forgave them. I feel free. You feel free because they say, yeah, I did it. Can you feel free when they say, I don't know what you're talking about, you're crazy? I never did that. Or when they just look at you, it's like, I don't have nothing to say about that. See, that's when you get so hot that you want to just grab whatever you can that's nearby and go to whaling on them. That's when you know you ain't free. Because I don't have to have your agreement for me to forgive you. It's a decision. It is not an agreement. Let's let, Look, before the foundations of the world, the lamb was slain. God sent Jesus to die for us before we existed. So we couldn't agree to the terms. He says, I'm going to send my son whether you agree to the terms or not. You are forgiven. Now, if you don't want to walk in that forgiveness, take that up, live this out, that's on you. But it is my decision. Ain't nothing we got to agree on. It's available to you. Here's the last one. I mean, this is I'm gonna give you the scripture, uh, Matthew 18, 28 through 35. I love this story. Here's the story. The story is a king or a master says it's time for me to settle accounts with everybody that owe me. Okay, he got this one guy with one servant works for him. Come here, you owe me. Uh, 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 this is the one I want? Yeah. Okay, here, here it is. I read it. But that servant, no, 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 I, I'm going to pick up here in a second. So this guy owes the king what is now about a million dollars. He owes the servant about a million dollars. I'm sorry. He owes his master about a million dollars. I just want to know what kind, of, what kind of master did he have that would loan him a million dollars? I don't. I'm like, what, what is that, 401K? We barn against that? What exactly is that we got going on here? But that's just a lot of money. So he says, he says King, I don't have that money. Can you be patient with me? And I'll get it back to you. I declare I'm going to pay you everything. The king was like, you know what? I'm sick of all y'all. I'm going to sell you, your wife, your kids. I'm going to sell y'all off to go work this off. And the guy got down on his knees and was like, ho, 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 master, come on. Give me some more time. And the king was like, you know what? I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to forgive it. Let's not have this problem. Let's not have this between us. Go. Now, that's a whole nother lesson. That's a whole nother lesson that at some point, you got to let people off the hook. That anywhere I'm going, but I just feel we need to say this, that the master who has, listened every right to by law. He has every right to sell the whole family into slavery to get his money back because we had an agreement. But the king, the master, could be why he's in the position he's in. Because he's gracious enough to to understand that there comes a time when I got to let some people off the hook when I have the right to do more. Here you are holding some stuff against your daddy your daddy been gone for a long time you need to go to the grave and let your daddy off the hook talking about rest in peace daddy he can't because you won't let him off the hook let him off the hook let him off the hook listen you know you can still forgive people after they gone (sighs) see you thought it was over but every time you run across something it still hurts and stings because it ain't over just because they dead. Because because you ain't let it go, it's alive in you. Some stuff you got to let it go. So anyway, he tells the guy, okay, yo, you know what? We good. You, I'm not going to sell you off and you don't even owe me. My time's gone. You touched that clock, boy. What happened to my time? Gee, okay. Let it go. Let it ride, right? So he, tell, he tells the servant, yo, we good. So now the servant, here's where we pick up in 28, he says, "But that servant went out and found the dude who owed him money. He laid his hands on him. Come on now, he just started throwing hands. You owe me some money. Now you just got freed, forgiven, let go, and you, now you're so free, you rolling up on everybody else, be like, yo, I just got a, thousand, a million dollars today. I thought I was going my debt, I'm debt free. I'm getting ready to get you." Get ready. Get you all my money. And the man said the exact same words. Go to the next one, uh, verse twenty-nine. Exact same words that the man went and said to the uh, to the uh, king or the master. Go to twenty-nine for me. <coughs> Go, keep going. He says. Uh, so this fellow falls down to his feet, begs, saying the same thing. Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Look at verse thirty. But he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it, but he went and threw him in prison until he paid the debt. You got some nerve. You got some nerve. But watch. One of his boys saw all this go on. He knew. This is is where self-sabotage comes in. He knew that his, his guy just got pardoned by the king, by the master. And saw him do this other guy like that and he was like yo that's wrong you wrong man he goes back to the master and says to the master hey can I talk to you for a second let me tell you what just happened you let Rufus free Rufus went down there and jumped on Leroy because Leroy wouldn't pay him his money he sent Leroy to jail the master said what he did what the master says okay He told his boys, y'all go down there and get Rufus. Bring him in here. He says, Rufus, I heard what you did to Leroy. And since it works for Leroy, it'll work for you. He put him in prison. Watch it. Because he wouldn't forgive, he now has been imprisoned. And the debt he owed is now on his back. Because he wouldn't forgive somebody else. And self-sabotage says, if you free, pay it forward. <coughs> Quit quoting that if you're not doing that. We're gonna pay it forward. We're gonna pay it forward. You got to pay more forward than than a number one at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, the people in the back, the people right before you pay for you. Oh, okay, I'm going to pay for them. And you feel like all is well with the world because you just paid somebody's Chick-fil-A. Don't get me wrong. It's a great gesture. Keep doing it. But there's some other people in your life who you won't let go, even though God forgives you all the time. And you put your own roadblocks up. Let me say it again. You put your own roadblocks up because you won't forgive. As if you so justified, you would be if your name was Jesus. See, that sabotages you. That closes doors. This flow of prosperity can't come into your life because you sitting there holding people. This guy basically was judge, jury, and executioner after you just got out of jail. You know I'd be forgiving people for everything. If that was me knowing that I could have been in prison and my family in prison and I still owed them a million dollars, and you just say, hey, it's all good. Slate clean? Boy, I'd be just walking outside forgiving everybody. You bumped it to me. It is okay. Let me tell you how okay it is. I'm so happy you bumped into me. I want to buy you lunch for bumping into me because I just want you to know it's okay. I just be freeing everybody. Just free them all. You burp, it's okay. It's okay. You are free. You burp. You burp all you want to. It's okay. I would just be happy. It's amazing to me. Here's what we do we receive grace, we receive forgiveness, but we hold everybody else hostage. And you wonder why your life is hemmed up. Because we are forgiven as we forgive others. There's just a few things that uh, produces self-sabotage. It subverts us from our goals. And I want you to be reminded today, pride, humility, you got to have it. You got to have humility. You got to stay away from pride. You have to talk less, listen more. You don't have to have an opinion about everything. As a matter of fact, wise people know that they don't. You don't have to have an opinion about everything. You know what? Sometimes try to be in a conversation and not say a whole lot. Be humble. You got to forgive. If we just start right there, the Holy Spirit will open up our eyes to some other things that we are doing that kind of hinders us from reaching our goals. They could be spiritual. They could be natural goals, whether it's your financial goals or your weight loss goals or your relationship goals, whatever it is, before we start pointing fingers at what they did and what they didn't do, you need to start looking at you and say, now what am I doing to bring whatever this is into the situation? Y'all with me today? Let's stand.